Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Amen. All right. We are on part two of new creation. So I'm super hyped. Last week we talked about a lot. New creation has to do with we were once this little wiggly worm. And now God's called us to be this butterfly to fly in the sky. It's just an analogy, all right, that we were once crawling on the floor. We were once with no purpose. We were once going nowhere, right? We were once at one time. And God's called us to soar. God has so much for each and every one of us. But we will still live like that worm if we don't renew our mind to God's word. If we don't renew our mind to what God says about us. If we don't find out and discover who we truly are, we have the ability to fly and we'll continue to crawl on the floor with the leftovers, with the scraps, and, you know, get squished in life. But... It's time to soar. It's time to soar. So get out your Bibles. If your phone's your Bible, get out your phone, okay? Get out your notebook. It's time to get in God's word. You came tonight to receive something, right? Did you come tonight to receive something? Did you come tonight to receive from God? Because God has a word from us. So it's your responsibility, right? Your energy is your responsibility. Your energy is not my responsibility. My energy is my responsibility. My job to study the word, my job to prepare the word, but your energy is your responsibility. So when you come to church, it's your job to shake it up. We show up to grow up. We came to receive something from God, not just this package, but God has a word for us. So get out your notebooks, like we're ready to change change the world. We're ready to change lives, but it first takes us to do our part to grow up. And what are we growing in? We're growing in grace and we're growing in love. We have to know that God loves us. We have to know that God has a plan for us. God loved us first and then we love God. And that helps us love others. So let's get to it. Once you receive Jesus into your life, you become born again. Right? You receive Jesus, and he says you become a new creation. A new creation. That's something completely brand new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, therefore, if anyone, look at your neighbor say anyone. That includes you too, yes. You isn't anyone. Anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And last week we looked at that Jesus died for one. No, Jesus died for me. Jesus died for the special. Jesus only died for those who were good and pure and righteous. No, Jesus died for all. He died for everyone. He died for the good, for the bad, for the ugly. He died for Hitler. He died for everybody. He died for Judas. He died for everybody. Why? Because Jesus gave everybody an opportunity to receive him. Judas had an opportunity right to the end. To do what was right. He had the opportunity. Jesus already knew what Judas was going to do. And Jesus still gave Judas an opportunity. I'm like, why? Because he's God. Because he's love. And there, how are we not Judas? Like seriously. Who's going to name their son Judas? Nobody. But how many times have we denied God? 
you know, like God said do this. And we're, God said go this way, and we're running this way. Talking about, I'm not Judas, you know. Honestly, I feel like I'm mostly Peter. Ah, oh, I don't want to be Peter. I want to be Paul. But when I read the scripture, a lot of times I'm Peter. Like, Pastor Dan's Jesus, and a lot of times I'm Peter. And Pastor Dan says something, and there I am. <laughs> and he's been like, get behind me, Satan. I'm like, woo! <laughs> Just kidding. I've been here a lot of years. I have said many things. Because I didn't know, first of all, because I had to renew my mind, tame my tongue, and I'm still working. I'm still a work in progress. All right, let's get back to the word. Jesus died for all. We learned that we're not the judge. Right? Well, you guys were here on Sunday. Pastor Dan went like, whoo, crazy. I was in the back, so I just saw like video clips and I heard the podcast. Who was in here? Like the front row like got whacked with the log, right? It's like we're, we're, we're condemning somebody with a splinter in their eye. And we're over here walking around with a log. Like, boom. And the front row was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Ducking. And I'm like, honestly, I don't think he could see because the log was in his eye. <laughs> it was so funny. But that's how we do. Sometimes we're over here thinking we're the judge. We're thinking, you know what? God says he hates gossip. And you're over here talking on the phone like, let's pray for so-and-so. Because you know what? She just got a divorce. And then I, I saw her talking to so-and-so. Maybe that's what it was all about. I think. And there you go. And are, are you praying? No, you gossiping. You gossiping with yourself, but you have no guilt. You have no condemnation. You hang up the phone, and you're talking all this trash. And God hates gossip. You know why God hates gossip? Because it divides. It divides. And God's about unity. God's about forgiveness. God's about restoring, right? He, we, learned, we learned that God's about reconciling man with humanity with the Father. Restoring, bringing into harmony, and gossip divides like crazy. So we're not the judge. In Christ, we're a new creation. We love God and we love people. We're forgiven, we are called, and we all have a part to play in reconciling the world to the Father. Restoring the relationship, bringing into harmony. That was last week. All right, here we go. Romans 3.22. And we are, wait, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Placing our what? Placing our faith in Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus Christ came. We believe that Jesus was God. We believe that he went to hell, whooped on the devil, rose again, made some fish for the disciples, was like, hey, it's me. And they were like, ah, it's really him. Because they knew Jesus. Like they saw Jesus, they ate with Jesus, they walked with Jesus. Because I always think about Jesus washing their feet. He said, I do this as an example for you guys to do to others. That example is too far. I ain't washing nobody's crusty dusties. Oh, I almost said ever. I take it back, Lord. I take it back. Because once you start claiming never and forever, there you go. God's like, oh, 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 okay. So I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> but he did it as an example he did it because he knew that he wanted them to see that the greatest leaders are the greatest servants. He said, I'm God, came down to serve you. 
to serve you, to show you who the Father is, to show you God's love, to show you God's grace, to show you God's mercy. Never get too haughty, never get too high. Like he's just letting them know, remember, and start washing each other's feet. And people be doing that at weddings. It's like on Pinterest and stuff. Oh, Lord. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are, for everyone has sinned. Everyone. Everybody has sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God. Look at your neighbor and say, yet God. That's like, but God. But means, Arr! yet God. Yet God. Where am I? <laughs> in his grace. Freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. We are free from the penalty of sin. What's the penalty of sin? Eternity in hell. We're free from that penalty. Why? Through the blood of Jesus, through the work of the cross, God already had a plan. The plan was Jesus. He was already had a plan to restore man. He already had a plan to restore them to the Father, right? In this does not mean that we don't suffer consequences from our bad choices. This is the part where I think like Christians get tripped up because we're like, I'm forgiven. And we sing the song and everything. But we still have consequences here on this earth. You're not going to hell. You are going to heaven. But with the choices you make, you may live hell on earth. If you make those choices, God freely gives you the choice to choose. You have to choose for yourself the choices you're going to make. You have to choose who you're going to marry. You have to choose who you're going to forgive. You have to choose the job you're going to take. You're going to have to choose the morals you're going to live by. You're going to have to choose how you're going to raise your kids. You're going to have to choose all these things every single day. And the decisions we make, the choices we make, it affects our quality of life. It affects the world that you're impacting. You making a bad choice or a choice or whatever, you know how many lives that affects? If you're a father, if you're a husband, that affects your wife, that affects your kids, it affects the world. Like, and that, your kids, that can affect their uh, friends, it can affect the world around them. It's just like this, this ripple effect that these decisions they make, right? You get into a relationship, all of a sudden you're having a baby, you're like, ah, that affects. You can't just pray that away. God can turn any situation around and make it the best. But we need to be empowered to make the right decisions for the right reasons, at the right time, with the right motives, not to please God, because God is already well pleased with you. But to do what's right, because there's a generation looking for a lighthouse of hope. And here at Love Life Church, we want to be a lighthouse of hope that say, you know what? There is hope in that situation. Yes, you may have made the wrong choice. Yes, you may be in this situation. Yes, you, you know, your wife may have left you. Your kids hate you. And all kinds of things are going on. But there is hope. You can turn it around. You can make a better decision today. You can make it right today. You may be able to make it up to them. How? Because you're a new creation. You're no longer going to be walking around like this worm. But you're going to start soaring like that butterfly in the sky. You're going to have limitless potential when you focus on Jesus, when you focus on the blood of Jesus, when you focus on God's love, when you focus on the work of the cross, it's not about you and it's not about your choices. And that moment that you have freedom, that God loves you, 
you can make better choices because God loves me. And God loves me and God loves them. And I mean, I could go on choices forever because bad choices, because of religion, sometimes religion screws people up. Seriously, religion is not supposed to bind you. We're supposed to have be free in Christ. That knowledge of Jesus is supposed to set us free, not bind us. You can't do this, you can't do that, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. You can't wear makeup, and you can't cut your hair, and you can't do this. And, and it's like, what can I do? Like, tell me what I can do. You know what you can do? You can change the world. You can set the captives free. You can teach, preach, and heal. God's called you to so much more. Like, let's stop telling everybody what they can't do, and let's start telling them what they can do, that they're more than conquerors, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them, that they're the head and not the tail, that God has a plan for them. He's got a purpose for them. Let's start telling people what they can do. They already know what they can't. Like, we all have a conscience. Like, it tells us, like, that's not good. And you're like, eh. Like, let's listen, okay? Let's, like, forget religion. And because of immaturity, sometimes we just make bad choices because we're immature. Uh, God is a way maker, not a wish maker. We have a part to play. God is a way maker. We think that God's just over there answering our wishes. You know, your prayers. Your little wish list. I, I wish for a Louis and a Gucci and a Prada. Yeah, there's your wish list. You're like, God, come on. Because he's a genie in a bottle, baby. You got to rub him the right way. No. No. That's not how this works. But God is a way maker. He's making a way for you in that situation. And we have a part to play. So it's our job to listen for those opportunities, to listen and incline ourselves to what is God saying? Not our own understanding, but you know how we hear the voice of God? We first got to get to church and learn. And you know what he sounds like? His word. So that's why we read the Bible, so that we can know what God sounds like. God's always making a way. If you're in a rut, if you're stuck, God's making a way. Not for you to maybe get out of that relationship, but maybe God's making a way for you to fix it. Maybe God's making a way for you to restore that relationship. Maybe God's making a way for you to mend it. Maybe God's making a way right for you to get that job. But maybe you got to take a little detour and learn all the lessons you need to learn on the detour. Learn all the lessons. Otherwise, your life is on repeat until you learn the lesson. God is not testing you. What's testing you? Life is testing you. Pass the test. Pass the test of life. These tests will come again and again. It's our job to pass them. Like if you're, if you're dating the same guy on repeat, he just has a different name, like let's pass the test, right? Let's pass the test. And what do you need to do to pass the test? You go to the teacher. You ask for extra credit. You ask for greater understanding. Is there a tutor I can get? So maybe you need to get a mentor in that relationship. Maybe you need to get some greater understanding. Maybe you need to find out what bo what bo Bob, <laughs> what the Bible says about relationships. What the Bible says about honor. What the Bible says. Like seriously, we need to pass these tests. But we got to get to God's word to see what He says. 
We have a part to play. Yes, we are forgiven. Yes, we are greatly loved by God. Yes, we are a new creation. We are more than conquerors. Let's walk in this new life that God has for us. Let's walk in it. Let's discover it. And let's, let's give ourselves grace to know that it's a journey. Okay? It's a journey. So you're learning about God's word. You're learning about God's grace. You're learning about God being the center of your marriage. You're learning about God being the center of you as a mom, you as a dad. You're learning as God being the center of you as an entrepreneur. You're learning that God is the center of your life. Okay? And we want to, like, change the world. We want to do all this stuff. But God has to be the center of you first, foremost. You need to know who God is, and you need to know that God loves you no matter what. Nothing will ever separate you from that love. You need to know that God has a plan for you no matter what. Not just as a wife, not just as a husband, not just as a career person, not just as a student, not just as a son, not just as a daughter, not just as a preacher, not just, like God has a plan for me personally. And as I discover that plan, things get birthed out of that plan. God is planting seeds. Jesus says, follow me. Follow me and I will make you. We're like, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. Yeah, I'm a Christian. But are you made? Because let me tell you, it's something to be made. It it's, it's kind of sucks. Because now you got to learn this direction and that direction. When somebody's making you, they're forming you. You're being transformed. You're no longer the same person anymore. It's not about your ideas. It's not about what you want to do. It's not all about you. But in that moment when you lay your life down, you actually find it. He says, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. And the goal of my life from a very young age is I wanted to know God. I wanted to know God so much. I was a young kid and I just wanted to know who God was. And I was talking with God. And I remember people telling me, like, you can't talk to God like that. And don't say that out loud because that's not right. And I can know that I know that because I was genuinely seeking God, even with all the religion, all that, you're going to hell because of your bad choices. And I'm saying the sinner's prayer every night. I'm having more of a relationship with people than them religious teachers that were telling me, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, God's not like that. And I'm over here having a real God and a real relationship. It's like, hey, can't stop, won't stop. And I'm serious. God is so real. And he wants to talk to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to stop hiding those things that you need him most in and actually invite him into those places so that he can make you. He can transform you. That you can overcome that thing you've been hiding. You can overcome it and set the captives free. Imagine when you overcome it and you share it with the world and they will never be the same. Because your story is different than my story. And your gifts and your callings are unique in God's plan. And you know what? Nothing can stop God's plan. You may have a detour, but don't worry. It's just your testimony coming alive, setting others free. You guys agree that? Let's walk in this new life. Ephesians 4.22, throw off your old sinful nature. What do you got to do? You got to throw it off. It doesn't magically fall off. You know, like when you walk into church and, oh, I'm now saved. No, you can be all cute and friendly in church. And then before you know it, you're in the car, and somebody, er, er, and what do you do? You give them the flipping them off, 
And you're like, oh, I'm still in the church parking lot. I forgot. <laughs> what, we, what do we need to do? We need to throw off, throw off your old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. We make it so spiritual. And God's saying, let me renew your thoughts and your attitude. Let me renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy, created to be like God. God said, let us make man in our image. We are created in the likeness of God. That is so deep, but so real. We are created in the likeness of God. Like, seriously, we're created in the likeness of God. He created us to have dominion here on this earth. Let's walk in it. Let's discover it. In Genesis 1.26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, let us and let them have dominion. Your nature has been changed, but your mind has to be renewed. Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. Are you following? Are we being made? Are we transformed? Are we joining Jesus on his mission, on his team? Matthew 4, 19. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Following in Jesus involves every part of your life. Not just your Sunday life. Not just your Wednesday life. It involves every part of your life. What you think, your head, who you are, your heart, what you do, your hands. Surrendering your head, heart, and hands to Jesus is renewing your mind, healing your heart, and filling your hands with abundant life. Filling your hands with purpose. Healing your heart and renewing your mind. Filling your hands with purpose, with God's kingdom. Loving God, loving people, loving life. God's desire is for everyone to grow up, mature, and be strong in our faith. We are continually growing to become Christ-like. What was Christ-like? He loved everybody. And we're supposed to love others as Christ loved us. That's the goal of our life, to love others as Christ loved us. But if we don't know how much Christ loved us, we just think he's out to get us. If you read through the Gospels, you can see what Jesus did. Jesus was always showing grace, love, mercy. And what were the religious people doing? Stoning, condemning. They were ready to kill. And Jesus was always showing love. He called the sin a sin. He said, go and sin no more. But he says, you without sin, cast the first stone. And everybody walked away. That was Jesus. And Jesus came to show us the Father, right? Our whole passion should be about loving others as Christ loved us. So we need to discover how Christ loved us. All right? Uh, Romans 8.38. 8.38. It says, and I'm convinced that nothing. Look at your neighbor say Nothing. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death or life, neither angels or demons, neither fears for today or worries about tomorrow. Not, 
Even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above it or, in, or below it in the earth. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. God, from the love of God that is revealed through Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No sin, no bad choice. You can run from God and it still can't separate you from the love of God. We follow Jesus. We're transformed by Jesus. And we join Jesus' team. And that takes a daily connection with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's your responsibility to connect with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's your personal decision to do that. It's my personal decision to do that. And the moment we do that, we can actually start being a lighthouse of hope to others. Why? Because we found hope in him. Do you guys believe that? Do you guys agree? Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.